0: <laughs> Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. I am stopping the intro. It is playing over again. Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily.
1: And my name is Andrew.
0: And we are here today with Aisha Lowe from Lowe Sounds, although you might see her work in um Premier Guitar, her writing in I'm sorry, it is she, her, right? Or yeah. is my Okay, yeah, yeah sorry.
2: I I got I got the boobies. To show I up usually away. ask,
0: and I just <laughs> forgot. Um. So, uh, writes in Premiere for Premiere Guitar and makes cool noise boxes. Hello, hello.
2: Thanks Welcome for having. On. Thanks for having me today. Yeah.
1: Thanks for being on. We appreciate yeah. it.
0: Thanks for waiting for Lan- Andrews. To, <laughs> Andrew to get. Hey, you
2: know started. I know California time. I know it. Yeah. He had a morning. It sounds like.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a bit of a morning. My power decided. Uh, one of my um, circuit breakers decided to uh, break, and turns out that's what they're good for. I don't know what caused it to break. All I know is it just. I was in the middle of making coffee. No caffeine it was in my system. Pot. And the the weird. So the sucky thing is, I hate this. This happens like at least once or twice a month in various circuits around the house, uh, because this house has just got awful, awful wiring. And the, the worst part about it for me isn't that the power's off, is that I have to go to the garage, to the room, to the boiler room where the circuit, um, switch is, and go flip it back. And it's just so creepy. There's no I light in there.
2: yeah that is creepy that sounds like a stranger things episode wouldn't happen
1: I swear every time I walk in like I'm expecting like something like crawl out because there's um like so there's the water heater and there's the boiler for the heat for the house and then the, like right around the small corner you can crawl underneath the house and that's the only access point to the crawl space but it doesn't look like it's it's not like finished concrete. it's just like a gravelly like looks like pit of hell kind of thing and there's no light in there so i'm always walking in with a flashlight just waiting for like something to come crawling up and grab me and drag me under it's really creepy
0: i recommend investing in a headlamp
2: yeah oh yeah um it's a good item
1: i can turn a flashlight faster than i can, than I can turn my head
2: it's true now I, you have a phone flashlight
1: so that thing's handy no i've actually got like a duracell like a giant
2: like, oh, led you you're not messing around
1: yeah, no, at least I've got something I can, like, hit something with as it kills me. <laughs> also, I'll feel it good about myself on the way me. out.
2: <laughs> Defensive it weapon. Almost
0: killed we. Nice. So, but, uh, you had to, oh, you just turned a different guitar around. Why every episode? So, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> Andrew got up right when I had started hitting, right after I hit record, he's like, oh, I gotta, and he was, un, he, he, his base had been facing the wall. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was just like making the bass face, you know, us because somebody asked, why is the bass in the corner? What did it do? And then I just realized you flipped the Telecaster. So now the Telecaster's facing the wall. I have to ask, why?
1: Okay, so the the Jazzmaster is flipped around. Um, as you can see right behind my head, uh, Jazzmaster is flipped around. And I did it because I. It, it wasn't playable at the, at the time anyways. And we've got the, um, the get offset neck plate on the back. And so I flipped around just so I could see that as I walked into the room. Thought that was kind of neat. And someone commented on the, on the YouTube stream and I'm like, huh. They're like, oh, is it like in time out or something? I'm like, eh. yeah. So the last like every week I've flipped a different one. So then the next week I flipped the Jennings and the next week I flipped the bass. And then this week I flipped the, uh, the Telecaster.
0: They're all falling in and out of your favor.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just waiting for someone to notice.
2: Yeah. We noticed. Yeah. We noticed.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I I made it a little conspicuous that time around. But what can I say? I've had the week off. It's been vacation for me, so I'm not completely on my toes. I'm I'm on this, a, was
0: that the second of your two weeks off or was it the first?
1: That was the second. So I go back to work tomorrow after having almost 14 days consecutively off.
0: Mm, gosh, that sounds so great.
1: Nice. It's it's been nice, but uh, I don't know how I'm going to go back to a normal sleep schedule.
0: I mean, you probably should. You I messaged should. me at like midnight. Like, when are we recording tomorrow? <laughs> so.
1: I did, and I, I didn't sleep till asleep. two. So
0: I was asleep already. Well, so I um uh did the the whole steady did a series of live streams for their Brooklyn. Normally every year they do something called Massive Nights, and uh, last year I went. I saw all my friends. It was a great thing. And I was planning on going this year in COVID. So they did the, uh, the live streams instead. And it was, it ended up being really cool. I thought it would just make me sad to just see my favorite band on a screen, but they also had um, a zoom room where all the, the, the fans you can go and you could like get in the stream. And uh, it would just, was just cycling through all these fans, all these people I've been talking to for years. And, uh, their kids and their pets and their, their turtles, <laughs> uh, and all kinds of fun things. And it was just really, really neat to see. And it was cathartic, but, um, uh, normally I also would have been up until 2 a.m. yesterday is what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it's a stream, the stream is over and then I just go upstairs and hang out with, with Rick and my cat. been watching a lot of catfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so what'd you do on your vacation andrew
1: um not as much as i thought i was going to uh let's mm-hmm. see do i have it i've got it right here
0: he says off mic
1: so i started my vacation strong and i started my vacation with making a list of things to do it,
0: did you type up thoughts <sighs> to discuss on the podcast? It just pulled out a sheet of paper that's held together. No,
1: no, day. this is what my to-do Paperful. list was for uh, okay. for my time off. Now you might see ever so briefly. There's not a whole lot that's crossed off, <laughs> so I started off with the right intention of making a list and checking it twice, and it turns out I uh, would have rather been naughty than nice because I got none of it done.
0: How, but how many episodes of TV shows did you watch?
1: A lot. <laughs> a lot. Of TV. Um, no, I, I think the, the worst offense that I've, I managed to pack under my belt is Melissa and I stayed up till almost 7 a.m. binge watching um, Designated Survivor,
0: mm.
1: which is just-I don't a, even
0: know what that is. Oh, uh, wait. It's a Kiefer it Sutherland
1: a- political action drama where he becomes the president. Because Congress was blown up. Jesus. It sounds like it's really bad TV. And honestly, it might be. I don't know. All I know is it was really fun to watch with Melissa. Um, we don't get to do that too often. And because usually, you know, I'm at work by six or seven in the morning. Not still awake. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Damn.
1: Still paying for it. But a week later, trying to recover on the sleep schedule. But it was fun. I think it was worth it. Nice. So I'll just well, make Aisha, up for it what, next week.
2: Aisha, what have you been up to? I binged Utopia the day after thanksgiving i just didn't my pjs stayed on till like the next day nice. it was like a binge utopia series kind of day and i don't know that one yeah it's uh check it out it's really interesting kind of based on a graphic novel john Cusack's the villain and he's a great villain
0: he is yeah. a great villain. I think we've all seen High yeah, I thought John oh, yeah.
1: made pedals.
2: <laughs> oh. Damn. Yeah. Well, the, okay. aside from that, I've just been like uh, trying to hang out with my family a lot because we're moving again in a few weeks and jamming with my brothers feverishly. You know, I'm living with one of my brothers right now. So we have his music room set up with about a hundred pedals so that we can put a sitar through it Um, and just capturing tons of samples and that kind of thing. hoping that we'll trade back and forth, uh, you know, online and uh, have our Ableton versus logic war on the daily, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, which one are you pedals making a lot of pedals and doing music. What'd you say?
1: Which one are you, Ableton or Logic?
2: Oh, Ableton, all the way. <sighs> I've tried them all. I'm, you know, I'm I'm an old lady. Started out on p- trying to use Pro Tools, you know, and I do a lot of MIDI stuff, and it just wasn't happening at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ableton's good mm. for that kind of thing.
2: Mm. Uh, yeah, I love it. My whole music writing is sample based. I like analog sounds, but I love having the capability, the editing capability. You know,
1: sure, that way. makes sense.
2: Yeah. It's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the other cool thing I did is there's a company called Walco that made pedals based out of Clifton, New Jersey. Randomly, this is where my parents live. And, uh, so there are these, they made this thing called sound go around and you guys might have seen them. They're all like fluorescent colored little boxes and they were made to plug right into the jack of the guitar. And so they're kind of unusable and they just had like a, small battery compartments so i went ahead and put power jacks and proper input and output jacks my brother had the whole line of them like brand new in the box so that we're just going to make a little pedal board of these like super old school the transistors were gnarly and cool and old inside there so it's like my nerdy fun to take them apart and uh check out the uh, ancient technology in there
1: that's, oh, that's awesome.
2: awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause i I've definitely heard of those and I've always been told that they're just not usable because of the whole input jack thing. And,
2: mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, I don't know, maybe I, I don't like using batteries. I get that some pedals need batteries and I'll use rechargeable nine volts for that, but I try not to, you know, the first thing I'll do is put a power jack into sure. an old pedal.
0: Yes. Yes, batteries are not generally great for the environment.
2: No, they're, they sound great in fuzz pedals, though. I'm not denying that. <laughs> I get Don't why they... people, you know, only put the battery snap on some of those old point-to-point fuzzes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everything's different.
2: Yep. <sighs> nice.
0: Oh, God. Coffee.
2: Sorry. You guys are making well, me jealous because I had mine at like 6.30 in the morning.
1: <laughs> man. It feels like 6.30 in the morning.
2: <laughs> I just get up at that hour. I don't know. I, I'm like a I dawn person.
0: Rick um, wakes up at 6.00. My husband wakes up at 6.00 every morning to go on a, a walk with our neighbor. And that kind of rustles me. And I just kind of sit in bed and hang out with the cat for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, usually, I'm usually awake between six 30 and seven every day, which is nice. It's nice to, to, I would rather like bang out my tasks in the morning than at night. So like I do some, I do some freelance work and I don't want to do that when I'm doing my day job because that's wrong. So I'm like, well, then I'll just wake up at six 30 and do an hour mm-hmm. of it and then transition right into the normal job. And that's more fun than being like, oh, okay, well, I finished all my day job stuff and now I'm going to do more work. I can't bring myself to do that. Like I can do the short task first and then I can do the longer task, which is the the copywriting.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: um like if I'm doing Google ads for hot sauce, I'm like, well that's just gonna take me like an hour, so I'm just gonna do it first.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's me though.
2: I'm taking my me time in the morning because we live in a house of six right now. So Mm. no one's up except for me, and that's I I like it that way. You said with some preteens? Preteens, my brother, brother, my sister-in-law, and my wife. Mm -hmm. We're all uh, partying in our little COVID pod here together.
0: (laughs) Your little COVID bubble.
2: Yeah.
0: One thing that was funny yesterday, my husband and I took a really long walk after, like, to – yeah, we just took a long... It was a beautiful day. And uh, we're walking down the street and I see one of those big inflatable bubble things. And then there's a Santa in it. And I realized it was socially distant Santa pictures. <laughs> and then we were watching Saturday Night Live last night and the, that was the premise of one of the skits that was in SNL later that day. And I was like, ah! I'm like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like,
3: wait! <laughs> you just wait! Wait! <laughs>
0: <laughs> i had to have hey, the figure in my hand there you go <laughs> yeah that's the one uh so i felt a little bit like that and i laughed a lot it was pretty great it's pretty, it pretty great oh yeah
1: melissa was like hey like nordstrom's doing like zoom calls to santa i'm like uh No, can we?
2: How how soon do you guys think it's going to be before like Netflix, Amazon, all the streaming services, all the shows are masked? Because right now we're watching stuff where no one's in masks, right? But that's not our life now.
0: This is us actually. Is is like it's like takes place during the pandemic. Like they are where they are taking off masks, putting them on. They're talking about like isolating, distancing, and. Like, they've actually worked it into their plot really, really well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's
2: inevitable, no? I mean, it's going to have to get worked into plots because this is how we are living.
0: Yeah. It's almost weird that they haven't done that more because now you watch stuff and you're like, so does this all take place in 2019? Is 2019 just an extended year for these shows? Like, oh, look,
2: they're hugging, you know? They're people at
0: a show.
2: (laughs) They're watching a band and then it makes me all sad i'm like
0: (laughs) yeah i'm like i miss i miss playing music it's like my band released an album and like we can't tour it Uh,
2: like drives me insane
0: so we got featured on um, all songs considered on the new music friday that came out on black friday sweet so that was really cool
1: Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. Cheers to that.
0: Thank you. We haven't recorded since that happened, so I had to say it. Sunday Crush, our album's out now on Donut Sound Record co- Recording Company. The vinyl has been delayed again.
2: Vinyl takes forever. Vinyl well, takes forever. Test presses—you got to listen, you mm-hmm. got to make corrections, you got to get another test press. Sometimes it's yeah,
0: know. we have to make corrections to our test pressing. Mm-hmm.
2: That's just par for the course.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that they're accounting for, like, issues with the test pressing, sure. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, everything is taking it so much longer, even. Oh, yeah. And vinyl always takes a long time, and now it's taking even longer. Yeah. Early in COVID, like, we couldn't even get any, we couldn't even get quotes. Like, nobody, people are like, were, like, we can't really, we're, like, already really behind, like. We're not just gonna we're just not gonna respond to emails, I guess, is what they seem to think.
1: That's yeah. the natural thing to do. is just ignore, ignore emails. Them. Yep.
0: Due to COVID nineteen.
1: I can't get back to you. Nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm.
0: Just set an autoresponder on that just says due to COVID nineteen in a period.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I did. Every
0: email you ever get just says due to COVID nineteen.
1: Uh, I ran Still a giveaway. The blank. I ran yeah. a giveaway with Fox Cairo uh, last month. And, uh, they put together like a group thread on Instagram for everyone to commute all the other, uh, brands that were involved to communicate. And one of them had their auto reply on They're like based out of Australia, I think. And it's just like, we're all trying to communicate over here on this side of the pond. (laughs) And it's every message. Thank you for contacting blah, blah, blah. We will get back to you as soon as blah, blah. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) it's great. And of course, that giveaway got really awkward when Instagram disabled the hashtags halfway through the submission timeframe.
0: Oh, dude, I didn't even think about that because isn't that oh, yeah. we're trying to find con like the the contest winners? Like, was yeah, that, like wasn't it like like tweet with the hashtag to get entered? I yep. forgot that.
1: Yeah, so uh, in- for Instagram, uh, that's still disabled as of last I checked. Um,
2: oh, I got locked out of my personal Instagram.
1: Weird awkward. stuff
2: is afoot at the circus. Is that why you've
1: been messaging me some really strange things? Have I been catfished?
0: You know I've been catfished, right?
1: <laughs> you you mentioned it previously, and I I feel like it's a story you've told, but maybe I've just completely repressed it.
0: Um, that might, that might be, unless Aisha really wants to hear about me getting catfished. Go on. All right, fine. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> I've been telling the story a lot lately because I've been watching catfish on TV. And then I was like, Oh yeah, that happened to me. Like kind of forgot. So when I was a a freshman in college, it was toward the end of my freshman year. I get a random Facebook request from someone named uh, Rachel Warner. And I message her. I'm like, Hey, I think you might've added the wrong Emily Harris. There's like a ton of Emily Harris's. So that happens. And she's like, Oh no, I'm just like, I'm transferring to Belmont. I'm just trying to meet some people. Um, and you just like you seemed cool. I'm like, okay, that that's Weird. like that's yeah, but that was kind of a normal thing to do when you're like 19 years old in 2008. Like mm-hmm. you would just send random Facebook requests. I think people forget that was more normal back then, uh, and that's how I met a lot of my friends from college before we started. So seemed normal, and then we just would. She and I, she said her Facebook page name was Rachel. Her, but her actual name was Natalie. And she said that she did this because she was an aspiring musician and just wanted to, like, when you reach a certain level of, like, success locally, even, you start to get some weird messages. So she's like, I just wanted to make my personal profile a little bit harder to find, uh, just funnel the fans to the MySpace. I'm like, yeah, that sounds normal. That sounds fine. And she and I would just instant message a lot. She'd complain about her boyfriend and she would say oh my yeah she just complained about her boyfriend all the time <clears throat> and uh, she was like his name is Tyler he's actually <laughs> his nephew and she sent pictures that actually prove that this guy that she was talking about was <laughs> his nephew I'm like that's weird I mean I've seen Man on the moon it's a good movie and that's all I know about and <laughs> so like it's not like it wasn't impressive but at the same time it was kind of funny and um then this and like we would just talk every night and we would she never asked me to do anything she never did anything other than like we would bitch about things together like that was like the extent of it we talked about music what we like there was nothing weird nothing sexual nothing like send me money nothing and then i um go back to nashville and i see natalie warner who actually is from nashville is playing a show at 12th and porter so i message her they'll try to go and i go After her set, which was very good, I go up and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? she's like, oh, I'm good. I'm like, how how are you in Belmont so far? And she's like, I don't go to Belmont. And, like, her face is also, like, the friendly, like, oh, someone's coming up to me and being nice after my show. And then, like, I can see she does not know who I am. So I said, okay. All right. I know what's happening. (laughs) I just go back. And, um... I messaged the real profile and I'm like, you don't know who I am, do you? (laughs) And we found out and she, she kind of just like took my response and was like, Oh, that's really weird. I'll look into it a few months later. She responds again and says, this is going to sound weird. I remembered your message. I remember meeting you and um, I've had a few other people reach out to me Mm -hmm. that there's someone pretending to be me on the internet. We found out who it is. It is the person who was acting like I was his girlfriend. Ew. And he actually is... Uh, he actually is a <laughs> <nephew>.
2: Oh, my <laughs> God. Paper <laughs> town.
0: This guy was pretending to be his fake girlfriend. Oh, my God. On the internet. It
2: and takes all kinds. Oh
0: my I mean, that's gosh. just like... Cause And for the record, as far as I know, like, what she told me in person, because she told me this in person, because we became friendly afterwards, we both live in Nashville, like, as far as I know she's telling the truth, it could have been her the whole time and it was just some weird thing. Like, I don't know what the truth really, really is, because if this was, like, some dude pretending to be his own fake girlfriend, he was very convincing, like I thought I was talking to a nineteen year old girl the whole wow. time.
1: That's creepy. Yeah. I don't I don't like that. Very manipulative.
0: I want to know what the motivation was. Oh yeah.
2: That's that's the creepiest part, really.
0: Yeah. That really is, because he never asked for money. The one thing he asked me to do, which I thought was weird, was he asked me to call a number pretending to be Natalie. What? And I did not.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, because that's that's
0: insane. Yeah, that's bananas. That's not a normal thing to ask of.
1: Operation. Insane in the membrane.
0: So, like, I don't know. Maybe he was like catfishing somebody else.
1: It was like a double catfish.
0: Because you like watched because a- I watched that show, and like some of them go really deep. Some of them have multiple fake profiles that they use to catfish somebody and some of them and like you don't all the motivations are always different so i don't know
1: this is why i don't take friend requests very frequently from people that i haven't met in person
0: oh i don't do it anymore i have a ton sitting in the hopper of people i've never talked to i think i've
1: got like 70 that are just i'm like i I feel bad just straight up declining it and i feel like there's that inside of me like well if i just let it sit there maybe that's better (laughs) Maybe, maybe <laughs> people will be less offended if it just says pending. Maybe.
2: I Hold ditched my years, left like me on a phone. decade ago.
0: You deleted, you what about Facebook? I
2: ditched it like 10 years ago. And then just nothing for a few years. And then finally, when I started building pedals, I hopped on Instagram, but that's it so far.
0: Yeah. How'd you start building pedals?
2: Um, when I moved to Oakland I didn't have a rehearsal studio for the first time in my life and I was kinda of going insane, not being able to play music, except like mixing in headphones. And right. so I said, Okay, I'm gonna take up learning how to tattoo and learning how to build pedals at the same time.
1: <laughs> nice. This, Those
0: require but, steady hands.
2: Yeah. So I bought this tattoo kit off Amazon, It's a real <laughs> hunk of crap, you know. What? And I tattooed my own leg, and it was like incredibly stressful. I mean it worked out, but it was like really All stressful right. and I said, "Okay, let me focus on this pedal building thing. yeah, that's really stressful, and I want something relaxing. Uh-huh. so I just went diving on on the old internet, you know, looking for schematics and stuff, and like, what tools do I need um you know this the basic nuts and bolts of like, how do I get started? And uh from there, it just turned into like obsession the way music learning how to play music was an obsession earlier on, you know, So this yeah. was like a natural progression for me. I feel like from sound design to actually cr- creating circuits and I'm a huge uh, recycling advocate. I worked in electronic salvage mm-hmm. and um work for a eco park in Berkeley and so being able to incorporate that into the builds is like a, yeah, just clicked like, in I'm my looking head
0: at, at your Instagram. And just the first one is what the cordless room monitor.
2: Yeah. They're like intercoms that came with yeah. like 700 feet of wire that you were supposed to <laughs> wire throughout your house to talk to each other. Cordless room, room. Yeah. No, comes with like this, all this wire that I have to then recycle because it's useless uh, and like cheapy but the enclosures are so cool on some of the old things and like oftentimes Mm -hmm. even when they're busted inside they have like transistors you can't get anymore and really high quality parts so I take apart the busted circuit boards and save those parts and that's why moving sucks extra bad because (laughs) I've hoarded a lot of parts over the years
0: I I know I feel like that's a common thing like I feel like everybody in all these builders have like a lot of them especially have one thing that they just collect a ton of like I know Sean from Gun Street Wiring just collects like fender bronco parts <laughs> he's like I have so many of them like he just sent me a body when he saw I had a bronco oh, neck he's like you need a body here's a bunch of stuff <laughs> like oh my god <laughs>
2: Yeah, the it's, trading uh, game is strong in our community, and I love that. It just, like, keeps it exciting. You know, like, I love trading yeah. pedals with other pedal makers or, like, um, Gary from Parts Caster Concierge. Uh, we've been, you know, I make him pedals and de- uh, devices. He sends me his amazingly beautiful wooden enclosures that I'm excited to build into. Yeah. But I've got to come up with something really special and
1: small. Oh, that reminds me, I was talking to Gary. uh, Oh, that leads
0: us into our first sponsorship spot if you want to talk about that. Because Partscaster Concierge is actually the sponsor of the podcast.
1: Yeah, no, Gary sent me a a message last week and we're he was like, Hey, would you be interested in an orange enclosure? And of course I'm like, Yes. And I'm just I'm trying to figure out what I want to put in it. If I'm gonna like get a DIY circuit or I, I try it or if I want to rehouse something I've got or buy something to rehouse, just like find some something cheap. Um, or like uh I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm,
2: Aisha, it's gotta least. be special.
1: It's gotta be special, especially if it's gonna be uh in an orange enclosure because um No oh, dropped and mm-hmm. drowned. Uh my obsession of orange is taken. I think that just changed the whole light balance on my camera. That's yeah. right. I've got that's all that happened. I found this. This is really terrible. I probably shouldn't have done it, but I got this at Walmart for ten bucks.
2: Is okay. it a snuggie or a hoodie?
1: It's a hoodie. Oh, okay. But I I intentionally oh, that got
0: was ten dollars. I would expect it to be less,
1: right? Um, <laughs> no, it was ten bucks, like nine ninety eight, um, and I got it size up so I could do the uh, the oversized, like walking around my house with like my hands inside the, the sleeves, kind of just super cushy, cozy thing. Hi. All of my hoodies actually fit now because I bought them a size up when I was not a size up personally. Um, so yeah, no, it was overdue and I got it because I, it was like super thin. I'm like, cool. Like I won't overheat just sitting in the house wearing this. And turns out mm-hmm. it's really warm. Anyways, I love orange. It's a great hoodie. And more importantly, I'm very excited to uh, figure out what I want to do with an orange enclosure from Gary at P- Artscaster Concierge. Um, uh, but yeah, he does some really amazing work.
0: Yeah, I mean I have I finally have all the parts for the body that he sent me. So now it's just a matter of oops. Steady. finishing <laughs> finishing it, so putting it together. So I I'm, I'm hoping that now that basically the December holiday campaigns I've been working on are done for weeks my job, that maybe I'll have some energy in the evenings to to film that. Cuz I'm I want to do a dog hair finish on that RD body um, Similar to your uh, Voyager by Jennings. And what I'm going to do is um, I got um, leather dye instead of wood stain, because you can, I I feel like you can get more vibrant colors more easily with leather dye. And that's what I've done before. Like I purple is way too hard to mix with wood dyes. So I got purple um, leather dye and it worked beautifully. So nice. this is red and I think I'm going to take the grain filler and add black dye to the grain filler to have um, like more of a traditional kind of like less Paul Cherry-esque dog hair finish. Yeah. Maybe that'll work. Maybe it'll be bad. But um, I will try my, my darndest to video it.
1: <sighs> well, isn't that just rad?
0: Didn't I share a video with the Patreon supporters once where I was just like, why do I try to do it? <laughs> like I was, I messed up something so bad. I was like, why do I try? Why do I make an effort? This is terrible.
1: I, I find myself feeling that way frequently. And then I find, and I get over the hump and then I'm like, all right, wait, actually I got that done. Like that wasn't too bad.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Well, this no, is, just, uh, thank all you practice. to
0: Gary and parts caster concierge. I will have a link to parts caster concierge in the show notes, but um basically what they do they do custom uh guitar bodies for parts casters, cut for custom builds, uh full custom builds. Uh they do cabinets, enclosures as we we talked about. So he he's doing a lot and just like everything he posts looks so beautiful. He's he picks things with the best like my RD body has the best grain. I like I'm like, I can't paint this. I have to do something really like lets it live its best life, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's
1: so hard to cover up good grain.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> but this week, um, this week's episode is also sponsored by Distro Kid. I've been having a lot of fun with Distro Kid since the band's album came out because, uh, they make it easy to see our stats on Spotify and Apple music. And, uh, though it, 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 it takes a while to like get earnings estimates, um it the stats start coming in like immediately. So it's been really cool to see to see the response to that. Um because like I think that our expectations as abandoned Sunday crush have just been like crushed. <laughs> like we it's 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 a lot better. It's doing a lot better than we even like could have dreamed. So thanks to everyone who's listened, please also buy it because wow there is no money in streaming. There is no money in streaming. And also, if you have Spotify, might I recommend moving to Apple Music or Tidal? Because Apple Music pays twice as much as Spotify, and Tidal pays thrice as much as Spotify. And they about cost the same. So why is everybody on Spotify? <clears throat>
1: Distro Kid! Indeed.
0: Save 7% on your first year of Distro Kid if you click on the link in the video description or the show notes. That link is,
1: Andrew. Do you remember what that link
0: is? The. For it's, the uh, 7% It's
1: microkid.com slash VIP isn't
0: it? slash get offset. That's what
1: it is, VIP. Yep. Yes. You was missing something.
0: The VIP part.
1: Very important podcast is what that stands we for. to be clear.
0: Podcast. We're a very important podcast. Uh, so
1: uno- um, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to transfer to an unofficial ad hoc sponsorship. But oh! that also transitions a little bit of what's new, but I wanted to shout out Haley from rocket sounds. I, I
3: don't
1: know rocket if you can Shop. see this, but this is a, uh, a strap using the same. Oh,
0: look at that. the jazzy snazzy pattern on um,
1: that you would
2: from Taco Bell cups. And the. I 90s. was going to say, it looks like cups, like the decoration yeah. on a uh, cu- mm-hmm. you know, soda cups.
1: It totally is. Um, so I uh, started running Fox Cairo toppers with that design a couple months ago now. They've done really well. And so we got to talking and she sent me a strap to get some good photos of. She found a, a, a pattern fabric for it. So we're going to do a combo deal at some point in the near future. And the other thing she sent me. Oh now my it,
0: gosh, it's, it's little bb 8
1: It's little BB-8s. Now it's unbranded because, you know, copyright and the mouse and all that. But um, yeah, a bright orange strap with BB-8s on it. Aww. And this is for uh, my Jennings, which I have named BB-8. Um, that
0: is so orange. That's so much orange. I just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a little on the obnoxious side and I'm pretty okay with that.
0: Yeah, as long as you're okay with it. I actually bought one of uh, Haley's straps. This is called the... Um, I think it's like the Memphis pattern, Mm -hmm. but I think it goes well with my American Professional 2 series Jazzmaster. I've
1: got another strap hiding off screen, but we'll talk more about that later because more collaboration stuff. Um, Oh, and she sent me a shirt, says Rocket on the front, and oops, didn't mean to do that, Fox Row on the back, and it's glow-in-the-dark. So
0: I try not to get jealous when you get the free things, because I know that you try to not get jealous when I get the free things.
1: <laughs> Aww. Well, I'm, I'm very excited and uh, she's pretty rad. So go support rocket customs.
0: Yeah. I like, I really want one of those like led straps, but maybe when music comes, maybe when live music comes back, I can make that investment.
1: Yeah. The led strap is pretty stinking rad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, it is. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, Aisha, we had just talked a little bit about uh topics and um, this is, this is an idea from you about it. Uh, talking about women and people of color in the industry, why there are so few folks like that?
2: Yeah, we, we were discussing earlier that there's like no cut and dry answer to that. Obviously, <laughs> you know, people are all different. Right. Um, but I think you know, the harder that we can all work to make the sa- the places and spaces feel safer for those folks to come in, um, just, like, have a gentler vibe about it, because I know when I first started trying to go on the forums, um, you know, there'd be a lot of misogynist comments, just stuff that I find offensive, you know as a woman, and I'm pretty easygoing, so there's yeah. some bad stuff out there. There's a, an equal, if not larger number, in my personal experience, of fellas who really want there to be more diversity and do things, uh, you know, through their own companies in that regard, like uh, John from Rare Buzz doing the uh, – pedal building for the tone station uh, I believe it was uh, for women non-binary you know stuff like that is only gonna bring more folks in I feel like you know um, because it's a safe space
0: yeah it's always and you and I had mentioned a little bit um, before we we had record and we were waiting for Andrew (laughs) (laughs) sometimes like Guys who have businesses or whatever or just are interested, they'll just, like, ask me, like, how do I get more women to buy my product or how do I get more women to watch my demo channel or how do I get more women to do this? And it's kind of like, dude, like, every woman buys, looks at, watches, consumes things for her own reasons. It's, like, it's kind of a wild question to ask and I get wanting to ask that. And I know that there, I'm, and I always say like, there are things you can do. You can include women in your ads. You can have more women demo your product. You can work to get, you know, your pedals on more boards by touring female musicians. Like Mm there's, there are things that you can do, but there's not one answer because there's never one answer for why anybody ever buys anything.
2: I do feel like. Uh, us females have a slightly different aesthetic based on my own personal orders. Yeah. Um, I have noticed that guys tend to like the sleek, copper etched graphic <laughs> stuff. I get more orders and the hand painted stuff. I get more, uh, female musicians kind of gravitate towards that, but that's not, that's, you know, we get both obviously, but. It's just something I noticed, too, is that there is like an aesthetic difference in what pleases us in some senses. But like you're saying, I don't think there's any one way to answer that. Because all of us women are different as well from each other.
1: Wait, women aren't a monolith?
2: No. And you know what? (laughs) That is something that I have noticed having mostly guy friends. My guy friends are amazing. But just being around, like, uh, we were talking about the metal scene back in those days, you know, and, and I really got the vibe that a lot of those guys really thought all of us women were alike, you yeah. know, you know, just buy the flowers and do this or whatever. And it's like, wow, they really just haven't even tried to scratch the surface there. And that's it too. It's like, get to know us, you know?
3: Yeah, uh, be, be
2: enhanced by your relationship with uh, female musicians and uh you know try to hang out with more people of color and female musicians um i think that is part of it too and that'll make the spaces feel safer just naturally yeah.
0: i feel like outreach is 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 pretty important or at least making it obvious that you're a good person and a safe person to reach out to but like you like the, the people who are kind of, like, in charge or the gatekeepers of the space, if they're not reaching out to women and people of color, then, like, it's just not, not – you can't, you can't expect people to always just come to you. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to do their own things, and we are doing our own things. We've been doing our own things for forever. Um, but if you want to, like, have part of that – like, if you want part of that business, like, you have to – make it more accessible to the other people and, and do the reaching out. And I think I'm really excited for, um, <clears throat> the pedal movie, reverb.com's pedal movie. And I want to have, I want to have those guys on, uh, who, 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 Dan and, um, um, I really apologize to the other producer of that film because I am blanking hard.
1: We've mostly spoken to Dan. I think that's why that's, yeah, the only that's why
2: communication yeah. too. Mm-hmm. With yeah.
0: So, uh, like I really want to have them on, but, um, I, I know that they were doing the work to get a more diverse smattering of of the industry. Cause I know that you interviewed for it yesterday, Aisha.
2: Yeah, they kind of they're pretty much done, but they reached out to me for um some footage just to add in there at the end. And um I did answer some interview questions in case they want to throw that in there or whatever Um,
0: i think it's going to be more than just the movie i think there's going to be a lot of uh, because they filmed like days of content
2: oh yeah i can't even imagine because we shot what we shot last night was 65 gigs so i'm wondering how many gigs of footage these folks have had to go through the editors
0: i mean my interview was an hour
2: yeah, so it's a um, lot of gigs.
1: Condensing that down to a movie is going to be impossible. I'm sure Ugh. they're just going to spend years posting B-roll on Instagram. Right. And YouTube and all the it's a, extras. It's a
2: massive undertaking, editing.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. I think – so that, that reminds me of uh, something we talked about in the podcast a couple months ago. It was the Bechdel test. Bechdel test. Um, Bechdel. Bechdel we talked about the midriff podcast to talked about it Um and going over what it would look like. Hillary to...
0: Jones's midriff podcast mm-hmm. for those who didn't hear what Andrew said. Sorry.
1: My bad. Uh, but just in terms of like making sure there's inclusion in the media around things. Uh, and how you present your product, I think that's definitely really important. And one of the other things I think specifically for this industry that I think this industry is really uniquely capable of leaning into and I think does a decent job of it, is uh, promoting each other. Um Because I, I think something that we've talked about before is like in in other more like capitalist driven kind of industries, you're not going to talk about your competition um, and it doesn't really feel that way not in this possibly. industry. It's it's so much more of a community and building each other up, and yeah. so when I see things like Aisha, you're wearing the Sea Hat shirt.
2: Hell yeah, I am.
1: And that's awesome. Like that's that's a non-white owned business and uh, that does some incredible work.
2: Oh yeah, um, Poutreau is incredibly creative, inside yes. and out with his pedals, and he's just like a super solid human being. We got to be friends kind of early on. I we found each other and I was born and raised Muslim and he's Muslim in Indonesia. And so we just got to talking about that. He's like, wow, okay. You're, you're Pakistani. I'm Indonesian. And like, you know, um, we had our own little bubble in that way because, uh, you know, more recently I feel like there are a lot more, uh, POC companies. There's a, certainly a ton in Central America and South America. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's, come on. It's so fun to like trade shirts and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just got one from Wooly from Champion Lecky that I love that just has ghosts all over it. It's funny because my niece yeah. and nephew who I live with, they're like, do you have any shirts that aren't pedal companies? <laughs> I was like, do uh, I, I have band them? shirts.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's like all my shirts are bands bards and gear companies right My, or
2: like places you went on tour that had the cool yeah. shirt donut place this or that i have a lot of those Yes, yeah, that's
0: exactly it man like i have sh- yeah it's a collection and well, i like, wear like eight of them
1: that's such a right? cool thing that our industry is able to do though it's, it's like if someone like worked at microsoft and showed up to work wearing a google shirt everybody's like no what do you do yeah, uh, no. <laughs> like get out of here with that uh
2: um. like the person who shows up to the band show with that band shirt on like
0: oh I, i'm that person i've <laughs> i've done
2: it too when you're a mega fan it's like you don't Dude, hard like, not the, to study, her.
0: like the, the big fans have their own unified scene shirts that has like your username on and your number right? on the back like you're like oh it's you <laughs> i do that or like a like band adjacent shirts like you go see i can't think of examples of them the whole study right now you wear your seventh street entry uh shirt or your first ave shirt or your lake street bar shirt like that's that's adjacent
2: <laughs> right. i don't
0: care i wear i wear the band shirt i don't care <laughs>
1: uh, it's just i think it's something that's really neat that we're able to do and i think if you want to one of the things like the small ways you can make a difference is just start intentionally wearing merch from the companies that are owned by women, uh, people of color. I mean, just yes, that's a really small and really easy way that you can make a huge difference in visibility. And people are like, "Hey, you're yeah. wearing that shirt. I don't think I've heard of that company," uh, and I think that's a really great way to 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 do that without without running the risk of like being pandering. Like, I I like I hate white people. Like, kind of, kind <laughs> of that. Well, th- there's like there's that line. Whoa there's i know that that's like a really strong way of saying that but like there's definitely like, like
0: about white people andrew
1: oh <laughs> well, i don't think anyone actually hates white people but there's just like the i don't want to say try hard cuz that seems rude and i don't ever want to discourage people from wanting to uh to support um to support those businesses but i i think more of what i'm thinking is like as a white guy like i I'm going to stop talking. and I'm going to think <laughs> I, I've got thoughts in my head that aren't really coming together, but I, I like, I don't want to be like rude or pandering or yeah. kind of like,
0: well, I mean, I'll just, I'll just, you can think about it. You can sit, s- stick it in your skill and let it simmer. Uh, <laughs> I think that um, just visibility is important is I think kind of what you were getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing yourself or someone that looks like you represented, in media is extremely important. I mean, you. I mean, I. I look at like the her signature guitar. Or I see Summer Walker on the cover of Billboard magazine with a guitar, and these are two two black women in 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 R and B, and I'm like, hell yes, maybe that will get other people to like think maybe who look like that or write music like that to think, yes, this is what I want to do. She is a guitar she makes music that I love with a guitar. Maybe I can make music that someone else will love with a guitar or just like making music in general is always a good thing, but I, you know, soft spot for guitars. And I just think that's, that's what should happen more because there are, Oh God, I remember getting into it once with somebody about like the Grammys, one of the categories for like best alternative album one year only had dudes nominated, only had men nominated. And I said, wow, that's really,
2: that's alternative
0: i i mean there's a there's even then there were a ton of women in indie rock making great music and um someone responded uh i thought it was supposed to be about who's the best not about like
2: and what's the best best." Can someone tell me what is perfect and what is the best Uh, these no nintendo i don't understand
0: that doesn't make any sense and like why would you just assume that men made the best and that if there are no like, why would you just assume that men are making the best stuff? That's literally the problem is that that assumption's coming out. Like, yeah, I love The National, but they are not like the only band making great music in like the indie sphere right now. I think that women are just killing it in certain genres, especially. I think women are killing it in. R&B and hip hop and country music and pop.
2: And skateboarding. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified to skateboard myself, but I am obsessed with, like, watching it (laughs) for some reason. And I follow every female skater that I can because I'm just like, Mm -hmm. wow, there's, like, a grace to it. You know? It's just so gorgeous to watch. And they're killing it. Like, all these, Mm these women are, you know, gravitating towards that you know much there. much in the same there. way we're all like you know what was it fender i guess last year was saying that the female customer base had like gone over 50% for the first time in history yeah
0: ha- well that actually they don't even know how long that's been happening cuz that was the first time they looked for data on that wow so they're like whoa have we been screwing up for a long time yeah Because the stat that used to get quoted for, like, the the difference, like, how many women versus men play guitar, involved, like, insuring expensive guitars. It wasn't who's buying their first guitar. Because Fender found that half of the new guitar buyers are women. That's what they found. And previously had been, like, who's insuring their $5,000 vintage Les Pauls? Blues lawyers.
2: Don't forget the blues dads. Blues
0: dads, blues doctors, blues lawyers, blues chiefs of medicine. I don't know. Uh, But that, yeah. So that's that. Like they were looking at the wrong numbers and no one had even done that. And they just kind of went up based on like anecdotal evidence of like, who who are you seeing walk into guitar stores? Well, I've always I've walked into guitar stores since I was ten, and I got ignored most of the time. Yeah, in them.
2: and or they um, offer you like the crappiest guitar and say it's the best?
0: The Daisy Rock. What Daisy right? Rock
1: isn't the best.
0: Daisy Rock has made some good instruments, but I do feel like they look like toys, and that mm-hmm. I have I take a little bit of umbrage with. And I know that that company started from a good place, but I don't think it. I think it missed the mark a little bit. Sure. That's how I feel about it.
2: Maybe it's just not that (laughs) sexy for us.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would rather play, like, jazz masters. Like, I listened to Elvis Costello. I wanted to play jazz masters. I want to play the guitar. Like, I think all musicians want to play, or at least start with the guitars that, like, their heroes start with. And if your hero's playing a daisy rock guitar, maybe you want a daisy rock guitar. Or maybe you want a Fender guitar. Sure. Or let's fall. Are you checking Discord while we're talking?
1: <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, Aisha said something about uh women skaters that reminded me of uh, a, a friend of mine in the Seattle area. Her name's Lex. And I was pulling up, uh, double checking that I had her uh, Instagram handle right. Okay. But it's Dr. Dino Kills. Follow that account. She posts some great videos. And she's a uh, she does original music as well. Oh, um, cool. I've actually been meaning to reach out to her and be like, hey, sure. do you want to be on the podcast? Like, you're local. Yes. Nice. I love
0: the she shreds hashtag because it's not just like the guitarist she shreds it's a lot of like skateboarding and snowboarding yep. Yep. and it's a lot of things so yeah it's, it's female
2: badassery
1: um yeah. oh totally um yeah no so to if I could go back for a quick second I I simmered I put it in the skillet and let it simmer and I I think the thought that I was trying to form that I wasn't able to find words for for a moment was what I would hate to see and what I think some people could be arguably accused of is like white guys can spend so much time talking about like want to promote, I want to all of these people like say all these nice things and they just spend so much time talking that they don't open up the floor for other people. Mm -hmm. And I know I've talked a lot in this podcast. (laughs) So I'm a little self-aware that I can definitely fall into that category, but I think what can be really helpful is like, make the space for other people to step up and then step back and just hands off. You guys take it from here. Yeah. Um, and I think that can be really impactful.
2: It, it can. definitely can. Yeah. I know I've had a lot of help from my friends who have pedal companies, uh, both large and small. Wouldn't be here today without their help. They're mm-hmm. out there. The awesome dudes are out there. They are. More I mean, I'm willing said to that, help. They want yeah. to see your ideas, and not yeah. so they can take them for their own, but like <laughs> you were saying, like to help you realize them, so that we we drive each other right. Every time you make this super rad thing, your friend sees that, and they're like, "Oh, I got to make this super rad thing now," you know. And so, yeah. it How just many makes times the music. Pedals.
0: Has it been like, like what I, was it? Did Brian? Wilson listened to Sergeant Pepper and then he wrote Pet Sounds or something like that.
2: Yeah. Like friendly
0: competition is like such a big part of art.
2: Yeah. You know, like those, those songs we love might never have happened if imitation wasn't the sincerest form of flattery mm-hmm. in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. It's like, it is, it is inspiration. And I think that we need to keep each other moving forward. And diversity is, it's great in every, every aspect because if you don't have diversity you have echo chambers and bad things happen in echo chambers, because no one is saying, Oh, well, maybe, maybe this isn't what other people want, or maybe this isn't like, maybe this doesn't sound good. (laughs) Or maybe we're just all stuck up our own butts so much and just haven't been out in the world to see like what other people think. And maybe you are not getting access to good ideas because you don't have different people in your in your stratosphere
2: that's like I think that's a hugely important thing that you just said in my opinion is that I think a lot of folks like towny folks or whatever who don't go out and travel or you know if you haven't been in a band that goes on tour and you meet all these different kinds of people you know I think it's actually harder to kind of uh, have easy communication with people who are different than you because you don't have as much experience dealing with no. them. So that's the other thing too, like you said, you got to get out there and just meet people who are outside of your neighborhood, outside of your comfort zone, you know?
0: Yeah. And it, <laughs> this is a bit of a digression, but like, when people talk about like real America, being rural America, and people in cities being out of touch, I always think, You know, I've lived in rural America, I've lived in big cities, and I gotta say, I don't think it's the people in the cities who are surrounded by diversity who don't understand like what other people are thinking. Right. I, maybe, maybe they miss, they underestimate the uh, number of people who live in like small town America, and I definitely think that's true, Um, but I, I don't think they're the ones who are... I don't think it's about being out of touch. I think it's just about, you know, exposure to different ideas. And I think people who live in cities are often exposed to, to different ideas. It's easier for us
2: to get to, we have easier access to it. It's all around us. You know, for example, when I lived in Oakland, one thing I loved about living in the Bay is, Oh, no one stares at me here. Nobody looks at me like, is that a boy or a girl? You know, um, (sighs) and it was just so care. great to be invisible <laughs> yeah and there and just to be around so many gay people too it was awesome it was a great experience but at the same time it's like i still uh crave you know energy of new environments and that sort of thing and that's yeah. why you know it's pretty easy for me i feel like i'm a conduit sometimes between like female friends and male friends within music you know like mm-hmm. um And it's based on that experience, touring and just like meeting a lot of people, like in the smallest towns where we were the best times, you know, (laughs) like um, you, I met some of the most, you know, forward thinking people I've ever met in Nebraska, for example, or, you know what I mean? So they're, they're everywhere. It's just about everyone like coming together. And that's what's so wonderful about the internet community. So we can all connect regardless mm-hmm. of how far away from each other we live.
0: Yeah. That is a beautiful thing about it. Even if you do get catfished every once in a while. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you yeah, know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have that BS meter in your gut, right? Oh. And sometimes you just sure. really gotta say, Oh, come on. I gotta listen
1: to that. Yeah, but if someone's like, I'm from Nebraska, no one's gonna lie about that. So
2: Yeah, but they are. That's the thing. It gets deep. It gets twisted.
0: People People are getting really
2: creative in their deceptions.
0: I mean, how many times have you seen like there's there's a a subreddit called and I'm not gonna bleep this, quit your bullshit. And uh it'll it's just full of people who are like make a post about something that just seems completely innocuous to lie about and then someone responds so, in this post says, "You're a thirteen year old girl, and in a post you did last month, you were a forty six year old man, and a post you did before that, you were a twenty five year old female, like, quit your bullshit. Why are you lying about these things?
2: Depends on how you identify
0: <laughs> the gender I get, the age not so much
2: that's what i'm I'm kidding, like I guess I identify with being twenty five.
0: Yeah, it's like how I identify with 1980 being 20 years ago,
2: right? (laughs) Uh, Tell me about it.
0: Jeez, I'm like, oh my god! It's just like I feel like my brain is permanently set, and that it is the year 2000, and that is how math works.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, it was the height of everything, you know. Right there, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. Like so much killer music from all different genres there in 1999 you know like
0: yeah.
2: right as things
0: kind of dove off in 2005
2: yeah yeah by then it was like whoa what's going on but my also the streaming services cut you know put a that was the first time we all like yeah felt the hit
0: man my husband was uh, i was kind of workshopping a project that i've abandoned because we didn't want to listen to that much music It was, I wanted to see how guitar progressed in the Billboard Hot 100 basically since, like, the mid-aughts, because that's how far back it went. And we were just, like, looking, like, the past couple years, I've been like, yeah, there's some good stuff. And then we get farther back into, like, our high school years, and we're like, ugh. (laughs)
3: Like,
0: there's, like, Beyonce, Irreplaceable, next to, like, some really terrible stuff. And you're like, why?
2: Oh, yeah. (sighs) That
0: was so bad. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go back to to that.
2: There were some mid-90s really songs that were really hard for me, and the radio just played them over and over. You know, they're like... Doo, 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 oh, Third Eye
0: Blind, yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm was, not going to lie, I liked, I liked that record. <laughs> I mean, uh,
2: I was already was like, you lame. know, 25 or something, and just like, oh, this is so lame. <laughs> I was just not digging it. Or uh, yeah, some of that kind of stuff
0: <laughs> but there was so much good stuff there was a lot of pavement, breeders guys, oh yeah, the them. indie
2: scene was super oh, banging Bear? R&B <laughs> too, I got to see the Fugees back in the Ooh, day nice. in Jersey
0: nice oh man I feel like I was supposed to see I think I saw Lauren Hill at Bonnaroo but I think she started so late that I couldn't see the whole set which is very on brand for Lauren Hill. Well,
2: I was gonna say, was it like pre, <laughs> whatever you want to call it?
0: This is like maybe six or seven years ago. Yeah,
2: yeah. Interesting. Like, yeah,
0: being late is very, very on on brand for for Miss Hill.
2: Same with Erica Badu. We went to go see uh, her DJ in San Francisco yeah. one night, and we left at two a.m. and she hadn't gone on. <sighs> i was it's like have work <laughs> it's a wednesday night
0: one year at bonnaroo i know kanye didn't start playing until like he was supposed to go on at 10 i don't think he went on until like the sun started to come up
3: what are you hendrix
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like the whole setup of his stage was supposed to be like glow sticks or like ed like it was supposed to be really cool at night and then it's like the sun comes out and everyone's like Though I saw Kanye once, I'm not convinced it was Kanye. It was at X Games. And um, I left a couple songs. Because I was working and I had food poisoning. It was kind of one of the worst weekends of my life. Um, X Games Austin. Point at my Batadillo skateboard in the background. And uh, we, we kind of went to, like the people I was working with, we kind of went to see Kanye. And he was wearing, like, a mask. And I'm looking. And I turn up my boss. I'm like, I'm just not convinced that's actually Kanye. Can we, and he's like, "Let's leave." <laughs> I'm still not convinced. And there's, like so, much, there's so
2: much playback in all those shows too that it's like very little's live. You know, it's kind of sad in a way.
1: No, yeah. oh, it's. I mean, it's just all too easy at this point with you yeah. know, Ableton.
2: I mean, I, mean, I have I friends can... who do that for a living. They hit play on you know Beyonce's main track or <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, Yeah, and uh it feels to them you know dirty a little bit i know but you know it's great it is
0: i get certain levels because it's expensive to tour with a band so like if you're like playing mid small to mid-sized clubs like it might not be worth it financially and i get that as as a guitarist who wants to be hired to perform Mm -hmm. on tour with people like i get it totally I, I, was, I was trying to get a gig with um back in l- this past january with a woman and kind of followed up with her because she was looking for a guitarist and i was like well oh, yeah i would love to i think your music's great i would love to play and then she's like i just don't after after a while she's like i thought i was gonna have the budget for it turns out i just don't have the budget i'm just gonna have to play the tracks so i'm like i'm sorry that's so that's sad. not even that's just not the same from the performer's perspective either
2: totally so. yeah i toured as an electronic duo for many years and that's what it was is like, we just couldn't get steady bandmates and this and that. And so finally, just like you said, for cost reasons, we had a lot of, that's when I got into MIDI programming and stuff, you know, trying to get a lot going. Cause that's how it is. I mean, especially if we were going to play an international show, there's no way in the world we were going to be able to afford four plane tickets to China. We, you know, it will just the two of us will go and I'll, have a ton of you know ableton stuff going on sure so, yeah i'm back. no stranger to it either uh i yeah. try not to put like lead vocals on my <laughs> package <laughs> but you <laughs> know teach
1: it always feels weird the, like the idea of like running lead vocals on tracks and having yeah. someone lip sync but uh it, an example of where that actually made a whole lot of sense uh, i had a friend who uh ran front of house for a. Uh, as I as I lay dying, I can never say that right. Uh, which is a metal band, and uh, that m- name might feel sound familiar for those who aren't in the metal scene because the lead singer got arrested and jailed for plotting to assassinate his or not assassinate, uh, murder his wife, but like hired a hitman for it, and the hitman turned out to be a cop, and so he got put in jail, and they're like, the rest of the band is like, well, we've got a tour, what are we going to do? So they hired a guy. To come be the replacement <laughs> singer and they just play the tracks and just had the dude lip sync it really well. Um, wow. And so my buddy's like, yeah, like it was weird to see like the like the next show on tour. The dude was just like in jail and we couldn't see him again. Um, which for obvious reasons, um, no one wanted to be with him again, but
0: well, actually, um, they rehired him.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I'm not, I'm not wanting to say good things about their choice to do that. He um,
0: blamed steroids. They should have just done like Journey did. Just get it. Yeah. Get the cover, sing, get the cover guy.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, that guy sings amazingly.
0: There's so you know? many
1: great metal yeah. vocalists out there that they could have just replaced the dude with after he got right. out of jail. Like, why? Um, but yeah, no, my buddy was saying that the first, uh, doing the first show, they just, he remembers, I think they're playing Bakersfield or something like that. And he just like hooked oh, up Ableton true. and here we go. We got tracks.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Definitely Once my been there. Was,
0: like, once my drummer was sick for a show we did an Olympia and the bassist Isaac they stayed up all night long, uh,
2: writing making,
0: beats, making and whenever there was a part where our drummer was supposed to sing they used um, the KK slider from Animal Crossing's vocals but tuned to like whatever the pitch that Dan was supposed to sing was, and <laughs> nice. it was go we. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most surreal gig, and just so so Andrew has the perspective that was the, that was the same gig where I accidentally got some drinks at the satanic bar and met the world record for surviving an electrical shock. (laughs) Like the, I met the guy who he, he is the world record holder for getting jolted with the most amount of electricity and surviving. And of course I met him at a satanic bar, which really makes sense.
2: (laughs) I recently watched a movie about a guy like some wilderness sports chef guy who, uh, Touched a dead bear that was on a live wire, like uh, with a knife. He did it, and it, he had implosions in his body. From yeah, it was incredible. I've never even seen anything like that before.
0: Yeah, this guy showed me the scars. It was pretty intense. Wow,
1: yeah, it's gnarly. That's a normal thing to do at bars. Like, hey, check out my check, check out, out my-, my electrocution scars.
0: <laughs> well, he was talking about lightning. how he was. He was- Matt, he was out drinking because he was mad at his girlfriend or wife because uh, she wanted him to spend like a significant chunk of his like lawsuit money on her. And he's like, I'm the one who got electrocuted, I died. (laughs) (laughs) He was really, he was a funny guy. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: He's like, You want the regular version or extra crispy? (laughs) (laughs) That got Andrew. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> I know Andrew's got I know Andrew has a hard stop at ten thirty. Uh no. You don't?
1: I got oh, I got, I have some flex time.
0: Alright. Only well, the video I want to talk about. Like how about actually I really wanted to do this. I got the Americana series from Spruce Effects. I wanted to unbox it. This is the new um Badlands, which is my favorite of the national parks, but yes. It came with a, a lunchbox. When I open it,
1: I think that's pretty clever. Do the lunchbox
2: bag? Definitely the swankiest packaging that. It's
0: got a little cutout with the foam there. Wow! Ooh, badly. You got to it. Dude, that your... thing's
1: huge. It's it doesn't gorgeous. look that big in the photos.
0: It doesn't look that big in the photos, but it is um, my face sized. We're going to need a bigger
1: board. <laughs> Number three. Where we're going, we don't need boards. I
2: was just going to say, I wish I could commit to a board, but when you have to hook up, like, 50 pedals to record, <laughs> you might as well just string them up. Dude. No, I,
0: I know that, the, the I think it's Seth from Old Blood Noise. He just has, like, a picnic basket <laughs> with uh, with all of his pedals. Right. And Anne Sulikowski, uh, the, the demoer and fantastic musician and painter, she uh also does not have a board because i mean
2: you want to change it like up things. right
0: yeah that's that's kind of her thing and me too. you know i i have a board because i have a band and they all want they want me to play the same things every sounds similar and oh this is one of those like little wooden looking stickers
2: oh uh, so fancy funky.
0: yes and a postcard that isn't What the hell? This is old. Two. I can't read that at all. That is not.
1: Well, it's It's a postcard from Brian. So I assume. No,
0: it's not from Brian. It's like you you can buy these at like flea markets for a nickel. Mm -hmm. Uh And it's just someone else's old ass stamp. Like this was back when postage was three cents, apparently. 1961. Wow. And it says September 10th, one vacation in something West Badlands are all that Yellowstone In Babajib days Uncle blah And this is Sandamer Connecticut This is this is illegible <laughs>
1: <laughs> You feel Inmanship oh, much- sir Totally yeah. super tangent here for a moment Do you guys see the, uh, the dude that got arrested For boiling chicken in the uh, Hot springs of Yellowstone No
0: that's disgusting And dangerous
1: Apparently, That's this dude cool. was just, like, hiking out there with, like, frozen chickens in his backpack. Oh, I see. And just, like, cooking them in the hot springs. That's,
2: That's not disgusting. gross at all.
1: <laughs> so, How he got a... hot
0: springs, dude, like, they are nasty.
2: I yeah, you can't, like, no, like, can't be putting your hiney up in there. You
1: can't no. So, so, I so think he got arrested and fined in with a permanent ban from national parks. Yeah. <sighs> rightfully <laughs> so
2: Banned from the whole town sorry from your way.
0: completely banned from national parks
1: but oh. i i was reading that i'm like is this the onion and i'm just at this point in 2020 i think yeah, i actually no. accepted right. the onion is it's almost real. irrelevant at this point because i swear to you, like satire has become more like indicative of the news than the news has
2: exactly and it's almost like we- tame compared to real life now it is. I mean, I
0: can't believe some of this stuff is real. Like that, um, Michigan, the Michigan hearing or whatever, when someone was like, Giuliani <laughs> farted during it. I'm like, that was doctored. And then I'm like, that wasn't doctored. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like cartoon
1: farts. It's hilarious. Oh, no, that was, that was super bad. And then the, the, the woman that they hired to do the questioning and stuff, uh, is the, the, full- like,
0: the girl you wish you had started a conversation with at a party.
1: It, full Karen like I've been there before in retail like the full like stereotypical Karen vibes like okay well I'm speaking now and I'm like oh my no stop no that's it that was, lady
0: was wasted
1: she, she it sounded like she had had like a bottle and a half of wine and was just like I'm speaking now and it was like yikes this is that's not even like okay in a retail setting and this is like a courtroom and you're questioning people and that just felt so out of place mm. just like and I'm just watching. This, like, is this an SNL skit? Like, did, is this a plant? Did Did Jimmy Kimmel hire someone to pretend to get hired and then like actually got hired on? And that's gonna be an ex? was Like, it just was so unbelievably bad.
0: Brian
1: wrote a similar note.
0: Aww, oh, well, he just
1: draws a penis. So I was gonna say, like,
0: disappointed.
1: <laughs> Brian always has dicks on oh, everything.
0: You're really pretty. appealing to the nerd. That does look right. really nice. Yeah, this is a very beautiful.
1: Oh, it's all lined up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's really yeah. satisfying.
0: So satisfying. I'm not going to. It says Handmade in California version 2.0 or something.
2: Yes, West Coast.
1: West Coast, West Coast.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're not going to get any disagreement from the people on this podcast right now.
3: Nope.
0: <laughs> you really like that Splasher shirt, Andrew.
1: I do. Um, one of my buddies in the local skate scene made it, uh, made the graphic for it and put it up on Teespring. Um, and he did it a couple years ago. and I think at the time I didn't have the money for it. And it was one right. of those, like, it was like 1130 PM. And I'm just like sitting at my desk going, Hey, I wonder if that shirt's still available on Teespring. <laughs> <laughs> and it totally, so I just like impulse bought it. Um, it's like, it like 20 Thrasher, bucks or something. right?
0: Is that the brand?
1: Yeah, it's, so it's poking a little fun at it's riffing on Thrasher, um, which is, Thrasher's great.
2: And it's almost um, like a dad fishing shirt in a way.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's just Definitely like the salmon, but with the, the skate yeah. trucks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been to Memphis,
0: either of you? Yep. Did you go when they had that big, like, glass pyramid that's just a big Bass Pro Shops?
2: I didn't go in there.
0: I don't know how new that is. I was too busy
2: eating barbecue.
0: Hell yes. Best. I like. I love Memphis barbecue, my God.
2: Oh, yeah, my my butt hurt for like two weeks because I just love <laughs> hot sauce too. But you know what? You got to do that.
1: In fact, we're, in
2: fact, we're driving out to Cali and nice. I can't wait to roll through there. COVID or not, I'm getting some barbecue.
0: Central barbecue is my, my, usually my go-to. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'm yeah. putting that to the the Rolodex here.
1: I can't wait to be able to dine in person again and just, uh, I, I don't know what, if I'm going to like travel abroad or if I'm just going to hit, like do a road trip or like what I'm going to do. But as soon as like, I feel like I'm safe to get out of town, like I'm just going to burn my PTO and just disappear for like three weeks.
2: That's our, our plan. But for a year. Do some vanning for like a year. I got, I'm putting together like a portable pedal making suitcase thing at the moment because we're kind of hoping next year to do some of the, uh, like go to the Grand Canyon and do like fun nature stuff, but you know, yeah, hang out in places for periods of time. Ah,
1: that'd be sick,
2: but I still have to be a nerd and build, so you know. Gotta get that little travel rig going.
0: Nice. Um, well, I think that might be a good place to to call it. But uh, Aisha, where can people find your pedals
2: We're on Instagram. Our name is Low Sounds, uh, and we also have a, a big cartel site and it's lowgoods.com. Our pedals oh. are our ready-made <laughs> pedals are up there, but uh, we mostly specialize in custom stuff. We like to like work one on one with people, and that's all through Instagram. Just hit us up in the DMs. There is that what the oh, kids man. say.
0: Yeah, hit Cause... us up in the
2: DMs.
1: Slide into my DMs.
2: Okay, my you're right. Back. I think that's that's more more appropriate. So, gotta
1: slide.
0: I might need something as one of those uh, room monitors. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so cool looking.
1: Yeah, oh, a reverb.
0: I assume this sold.
2: Um most of what's on there is, but I'm always in fact I'm feverishly building right now because I have to pack up my stuff for the moving pod in a couple yeah. of weeks. So, I'm just feverishly building up cool containers full of things, I'm making some pillows nice. for my brother, that sort of thing. Awesome. Yeah, hit us up. We love weirdo ideas and you know, not as weird ideas but anything you can think up, that's our jam.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Um, well, to everybody out there watching, firstly, thanks Aisha for doing this with us. It was not not as last minute as we often do but still a little last minute.
2: Spontaneous is good. I yeah.
0: agree. Damn. Um, Thanks for watching. Thanks for understanding. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Anything you want to say, Andrew?
1: I'm just a simple man making my way in the universe. I, I, it's so hard not to talk about Mandalorian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, oh, my brother and nephew are watching that right now. <laughs> like,
1: I that, that's, that's all I can that. say without spoiling everything to all of her fans.
0: <laughs> it just seems like a show about a guy who can't stop making best friends everywhere he goes.
1: It's so good. It's a bro
2: down. <laughs> feel good movie.
0: I feel good. Feel good. Well, uh, yeah, please um like comment, subscribe. We have a shop. Get off podcast.com slash shop. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash get offset. Um, there are some people I was supposed to shout out today, but I forgot. And I will do. Oh,
1: someone there. bought a hat this week and it made me really happy.
0: Someone did buy a hat.
1: And uh, if you, if you're listening to this or watching this and you are in need of a hat, a, Strongly recommend buying a hat from us because it would make me happy.
0: It says for fuzz sake. Oh,
2: I'm gonna
0: have to peep that.
1: It's got some in the uh, some schematic graphic on there as yeah. well.
0: Something like that,
1: as well anyway, as the shirt. But yes, if I have. Uh,
0: we, uh, until the end of the year, we are opening our Patreon only Discord channel to anybody at the Patreon at least the one dollar level, and then in 2021 that. Permissions are going to go back up to the $5 level, but you'll get grandfathered in at the $1 level. And that's cool. Bam. Cool. 12 bucks a year. And you get to talk with some really, really swell folk. I, uh, yeah, I accidentally opened my secret Santa gift that we were doing a secret Santa exchange. I opened it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> mistakes. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stop yammering
1: <laughs> until
0: next time. My name is Emily.
1: And my name is Andrew.
0: That's Aisha. Low.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Yes. Take it easy, uh, everybody. Until, right, until right.
1: next time, goodbye. One, two, Bye, Audience.